Thanks for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. If you've been following along just as new episodes come out, our last newest episode was all about charisms and charismatic gifts. And we didn't necessarily get into each particular yeah, yeah charism which maybe that could be we've actually talked about doing courses on our website which i am super pumped about yeah. because i love teaching it would be awesome yeah mm. so we might either have us that be a series on our podcast or it's going to be um like a course that you can actually go through which would be really cool but we uh have another topic that we've been wanting to do for a long time but it actually fits holy spirit obviously working it actually fits really well coming right after talking about the charismatic gifts because we pulled from first corinthians 12 and the very next chapter is the one we've been wanting to do for so long which is first corinthians 13 and it's all about love which is the greatest gift it's the greatest of gifts yeah and it's it's called um where we obviously add in the titles it's called the way of love first corinthians 13 which is so beautiful to then pull from after we just talked about the charismatic gifts which is the holy spirit working and the holy spirit is love himself um, so the greatest of gift, of course, is love, but it's also in a person. Right. Um, so I'm excited to talk about that that today because we've been wanting to talk about that for so long. Yeah. And we're following Paul's example, really. And First Corinthians 12 is this kind of lengthy discourse about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but also talking about how every person has gifts and a part to play in the church. But then the very last line of First Corinthians 12 sets this up perfectly yeah. and, and shows how this is all connected. And I think it's still kind of like, it's still timely with Christmas because this is a season of we're, we're giving gifts. We're reflecting on gifts. We're receiving love. We're receiving love. And and we, that's, that's the thing we hear a lot. And it might sound cliche, but it's true. Christmas presents versus Christmas presents. Yeah. You know, yeah. With the C versus the T. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all ultimately it's love is the most important thing. Like the best gift I can give you is love. Yeah. And so Paul kind of says the same thing. The very fir- the very last line in 1 Corinthians 12, after talking about how wonderful all these gifts it are, he says, and I will show you a still more excellent way. And what's that more excellent way? Something that's even greater than all those gifts that mm-hmm. have been given, love. Yeah. I love that it comes at the very end of the chapter because it's basically like, while that's all well and good, if you don't have this next one, none of that matters. Right, right. And so something that I find very interesting is is in the original, uh, just written on papyrus, text of the Bible, they didn't have these numbers. They didn't have these right. separations of titles. And so it would have read seamlessly from 1 Corinthians 12 into 1 Corinthians 13, just like this, just what Fred said. I will show you a still more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men, and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clink, clanging cymbal. So it goes right into love. Like this mm-hmm. is the excellent, more excellent right. way. Yeah. And so we're going to um, kind of model this like Alexio, which we've done in the past. And mm-hmm. many people say that, that they receive a lot of graces from our discussions on passages. Um, so I'm excited to kind of order it that way. But we're going to um, read this passage in full all about love. And I'm sure you have, once we start going, a lot of this is going to sound really familiar. Mm-hmm. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic words and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. 
Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For our knowledge is imperfect, and our prophecy is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. So faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. I love that passage. It's so good. It is. It's beautiful. Uh, I didn't plan on saying this because I'm almost positive I've said it in a different podcast, but I am remembering that this was the reading. Do you remember that mass that I went to where I basically cried the entire time? This was the passage as, as you're reading it. And it's that last line in verse 13, faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Uh, I remember that because that was mm. the part where, so basically if you haven't heard it, I definitely said it in another podcast yeah. and I'll try and remember which one it was and maybe link it in the show notes if I can find it. Um, but basically I was just kind of going through like a journey in my Mm -hmm. spiritual life, I guess. And, um, this was like when we were being asked to kind of step out in faith and do this ministry kind of full time. And I remember basically being like, um, I, I can't, I never remember which one it was like, God, I have faith, but I don't have hope. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have hope. And it was like going through all the virtues and then through throughout mass, he kind of brought me to a place of realizing like, well, you can't have, you can't have hope. It's actually, you also don't have faith. And then by the end of the mass, especially in reading this particular passage, mm-hmm. it was the reason you don't have faith and hope because this pastor says all three abide is because you don't have love. Mm-hmm. And so that like wrecked me because it was, it wasn't just, you know, love in kind of the things I was doing or the people I was around, it was him. It was, mm-hmm. I, I was lacking in love of God. And so it was just a really rough point and cried all mass. And right. <laughs> from there, it was really transformative and it needed to happen. He likes to do that sometimes. It's needed. Mm. It's really, really needed. Um, which actually goes along, I guess, later when we talk about the phrases that stand out. I didn't realize it would go together, but so let's kind of dive into Alexio, if that's okay, Fred. Yeah. What word stood out to you? It's a, it's a weird word to stand out to me, but if. Mine's a weird one too, so that's <laughs> if, good. All right, if. why did if? So, and it's if from the second verse, and if I have prophetic powers and understand all and, and so on, but have not love, I gain nothing. So it's that, but that's that hinge there, if. Mm-hmm. And as I was reflecting on it, I think it, it reminds me, so Luke ten twenty. this is the apostles returning from their... Um, their journeys when Jesus sends them out to do ministry and they're, they're marveling at the power they have, you know, they are casting, they're doing things in Jesus name. And he says to them, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. That if was reminding me of 
oftentimes, and I and I've experienced this in ministry. I've experienced this in daily life. We we can become so focused on, oh, look at all the great things yeah. I do. Look how wonderful I am. That we, we miss the greater point in that the more important thing is who we're serving and wh- how and why that's possible. And that's God. It's that love working right. in and through us. It's His sp- Spirit, which is love, has been poured out in our hearts. It's not about us. It's not about the bragging. And it also reminded me of Matthew seven twenty two through twenty three, which in Matthew, it's kind of the same idea, but it's the it's the sheep and goats analogy. Yeah, where Jesus is talking about judgment at the end of of the world, basically, and he's he's talking about many of you will will say, "Didn't we cast out demons in your name? Didn't we?" heal the sick? Didn't we do all these wonderful things? And Jesus will say to them, depart from me, mm-hmm. for I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And that gets to the, to the heart there. And carrot actually fits exactly with what you were talking about. You have not love. Well, what's that love? Ultimately, it's love of me. Yeah. That's first things first. It's not about look at this wonderful good I do. I'm a good person. Look at this good that I do. Right. You know, it's about the love we have, love for one another, love for God most of all, but, you know, why are we doing what we do? So, I don't know, I found myself a little convicted in that if of, like, let's not fall into that trap of forgetting the first things first. Yeah. Like, none of the things I do matter if I don't do it with love. Mm -hmm. But it's also, like, it's shocking to me to see if you take Paul the way that reads, we can do all those wonderful things. And still not have love. Yeah. And still not be doing them for the right reasons. So that that's kind of scary in a way. Like we have to weigh our intentions. Why do we do what we do? I don't yeah. know. I think what, as you were saying that, what stood out to me was, uh, I think it's in the Sermon on the Mount. It's in the beginning of Matthew where he's talking about when you pray, do not go out like mm-hmm. in front of everyone like the Pharisees, right. and, but go into your Our room. Ash Wednesday readings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, that's what it kind of reminds me of. So not just in prayer, but also in those gifts and those acts. Right. It the It's all about the intention behind it. It shouldn't be, well, I want to get the recognition. I right. want this good feedback. I want everyone to know I have this gift or whatever. Yeah. And then that's really testing our heart. Like, okay, what's my intention in desiring this gift and using the gift? Right. Because it should all be for the kingdom. Yeah. Not everybody with a particular gift needs a product table. Yeah. Not everyone with a particular gift needs to be merchandising the anointing, if you will. Yeah. Like the, uh, where is love leading you and how do you in love use that gift to build up the church and serve God? I feel like you have a lot of like actual experience with some of the negative um, experiences of that. Yeah. And I, and I think some of that might come through in that word if sticking out to me. Yeah. But I also see like, it's always a concern of mine to fall into that trap. I I very much don't want to, sometimes it probably even holds us back a little bit in our ministry, you know? Yeah. I was kind of actually feeling that the other day, which, um, it was kind of like, uh, God was placing a challenge to help me actually be willing to see myself how other people see me Um, because I kind of struggle with that. And I think sometimes where he just actually made me realize this because I think my initial intention was to grow in humility, but I think what he was showing me is like it's false humility because you're like almost intentionally putting yourself down or putting other people's view of you down so that 
you can remain that way. But he's like, I'm not asking you to do that. I want you to see like the good that I have given you. I think I do the same thing with gifts. It's like, oh no, I don't have that gift. Or like, oh no, that, you know, that that's too crazy. Like, why would I have that gift? And so I do, I definitely do that because it's like, I want to guard against the negative side of this if um, and make sure the intention is always for God. But I think then, like, like you said, Fred, you're holding then yourself back and there's no opportunity to even grow. Like there are going to be growing pains in every gift and in not just even talking about gifts, just in life and kind of what you set out to do. There are going to be things that you encounter that might for a moment bring about a, a pebble of pride. I don't know why I said pebble, but you know what I mean? It could be that but then that's when God transforms it and he can't transform it if we never actually set out to like use a particular gift. So that's good. I like that. If mine is very similar in the smallness of the word, the word that stood out to me is am. Um, So it's in first Corinthians 13 and then it's verse two. So it says, if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have all faith, which maybe this is why it resonated with me because you told me I didn't have faith. <laughs> if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And I remember that being the passage actually too, where the gospel message was faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain mm-hmm. during that mass. hundred yeah. percent. Maybe that's why that, that stood out to me. Because if I have all the faith, even enough faith to small as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain, but you do not have love. And and like love can mean many different things. I know the that you want to get a little bit more into this, but love, what I'm going to share, I guess, is like, yes, it's this experience we have within ourselves, but it's also a person. So like if I do not have God living within me and that mm-hmm. that's not just me going to mass and receiving the Eucharist, that's not just me being baptized and confirmed and now I have the Holy Spirit, that's like... No, I create a place for him in my heart and he actually lives in me and he actually changes my life and the way I go out into the world. If I have not love, I am nothing. Right. And so the am really stood out to me because I had to look up, I used this fancy software that Fred has. I had to to look up the meaning of the word for am and it actually is, it means cause to be. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's, um, there's a cause, like almost like we're the ones who are causing ourselves to be nothing. Because I I was trying to reconcile that in my mind with our identity and who God has made us to be, which is not nothing. He has made us to be everything. He want, wants us to live in heaven with him. Right. And so I was trying to reconcile that line, I am nothing, with, wait a second, that's not my identity, though. I know God has made me for something more. But then it's this, the am is cause to be like I am making myself nothing because I am not letting love in and because I am not loving that's awesome does that make sense that's beautiful Kara that goes all the way back to the garden yeah that's God had so much in mind for us and we chose lesser things yeah in pride and really in in thinking we knew better than God and Mm -hmm. and in that sense putting a wall up to receiving that love yeah. yeah, that's beautiful, Kara. I think even in just the smallest ways, and I guess even stepping aside from from gifts for a moment, because obviously this passage is talking about understanding and prophecy and things like that. But even just stepping aside from from that, and I don't know, just what are the small ways every day that we don't love? You mm-hmm. know, that we think badly about people, we let resentment grow in our hearts, we refuse to forgive, we gossip, like all of the right. little ways that we choose not to love. 
it's almost like it's the um that line after the our father like for, forgive us as as we forgive those yeah who, yeah and to the degree that i forgive you also for me you also forgive me or i might be switching those up but it's like we could say the same thing about who we are in our identity and in right. love like how i love i receive that same love back now god is only love he can't he mm-hmm. can't change the degree that he loves you because he loves you with everything that he is. But I guess that's how I was like experiencing this particular phrase was like, if I gossip about others, it just, it makes me less and less able to love well right. because I'm not making a big space for God in my heart. Mm. I don't know if that's oversimplifying it, but. No, I like it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And there's a lot of obstacles in our daily lives, the things we experience and things that happen in our heart as a result that whether we realize or not do present the obstacles to both giving and receiving love. I think um, yeah. we were just talking about it before that, you know, in seasons where the Lord has kind of wrecked us, I, don't know, I kind of got us distracted by going down that bunny trail, but um, we, were, we were talking about these things. And for me, one of those times when it was during Lent, and I, I think we've talked about it before, but that's actually where this topic comes from, was this time during Holy Week when the Lord just kind of wrecked me, and a lot of it was about the degree to which I allow I allow myself to receive His love, but also allow myself to be a channel of His yeah. love into the lives of others. And it was kind of like, you know, it, because of experiences you've had you you put up walls you block people out because mm-hmm. you're afraid to love the way I've created you to love because you don't want to be hurt and there's a fear in loving that way because you don't want to be hurt so you push people away when you start to feel that love or experience that love for that reason thinking you need to protect yourself and I think a lot of us are that way and it really took me having to Honestly, it's probably been a couple year journey uh, of just coming to accept that like in order to love the way God has loved me, in order to live this message in First Corinthians 13, in order to, how did you say that, Kara, where I, I, the word am, what, how, can you say that again? What it means, yeah. a cause to be. So we, in putting up the walls or in not creating the space to let God in, we are the ones who make ourselves into nothing or less than what he has created us for. Mm. And, I, and I see that in myself as I reflect on this. Like, love is a funny thing in, in human terms. I've seen people, it's not the best definition in the, necessarily in the Christian terms, but in terms of human experience, it's true. Like, to extend love to another person is, in a certain sense, to rip your heart right out of your chest and put it in their hands and trust that they won't crush it crush it mm-hmm. in a way we do the same thing with with god but we have we should have because it's true a confidence and a trust that he would never crush it yeah like he's the one that causes it to beat yeah but you know our human experiences can cause us to to project those those feelings toward god and toward others and the reality is like um so it's it's often credited to mother teresa Unfortunately, she didn't actually say this, but it's that that phrase, people are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with loving the way we're supposed to love. Mm-hmm. People are often going to reject us. We're going to be hurt, but that doesn't mean 
we get to choose anything other than love. And as I was reflecting on this, one thing I wrote was um, in my time of prayer was when others are building walls, build bridges. Sometimes that means you will have to be the bridge. You may get walked on, build bridges anyway. And as I was writing in my, my journal at this time, it said, love transforms, love renews, love builds and rebuilds, love restores, love converts, love creates, love unites, love animates, love heals and makes whole, love gives, love builds the church, which is where we got the title for this episode. Like, yeah. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts. We pray that, that prayer, and I, I've said this on Draw Near many times, but come Holy Spirit and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created. That calls to mind like mm-hmm. in the beginning, the world was f- without form and void. It was chaos in yeah. the original Hebrew, chaos and empty void. The spirit of God, which is love, comes upon that water and brings forth a new creation, brings forth order, brings forth new life. Yeah. And I see this in this too, like when you say that word am, like that's what needs to happen. We put up the walls that yeah. prevents that that new creation from coming forth. Yeah. You skipped the last line of the prayer, and thou shall renew. And thou shall renew the, the face, face of, of the, the earth. earth. Yeah. So it's love that is the one that renews. It yeah. rem- as you were talking, it reminded me of, um, we went to a retreat three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, during adoration, I feel like this honestly was actually probably the start of moving forward to like everything that God has kind of called us to. Realistically. Yeah. yeah it was this retreat and p- particularly, I think it was God's words because, um, without a doubt, this priest who was presiding for adoration, he, he came forward and he was kneeling in front of the monstrance and then he took the microphone and he just, he said this one line and that's all he said the entire, it wasn't like he was just sitting mm-hmm. there trying to lead everyone in this beautiful, profound prayer. He said, randomly, he said this one thing and he said, God wants to give you a great gift, but he can only give to the degree that you empty yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share this part because I think it's cool. Right before that, Fred told me later that he he literally saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it okay if I share this? That's fine. He saw Jesus walk up the aisle right next to us, cross over, and then right when he got up to the front is when the priest said that. Mm-hmm. So I wholeheartedly believe that it was Jesus's words and he needed us to hear this mm-hmm. because that's kind of where I also feel like this. I, I make myself into nothing because... He has everything he wants to gift us Mm -hmm. and so much of himself. He never changes to the degree that he loves, but to the degree that we are willing to empty ourselves is the degree that we experience his love and that we're able to be a channel of his love into the world. And so it's like, he's like asking, give me everything and Mm -hmm. I will give you everything. Right. So it was just a very beautiful exchange. If we let him make that exchange. Yeah. 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 It's hard not to talk about John 15, four and five in this. And of course that's, Abide in me and I in you and you will bear fruit. Will bear fruit. And for me, I always tie it back to Galatians 5, um, 22, which is Paul talking about the spirit and what the fruit of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives is. And I'll come back to why this makes sense. We're just like scripture. Like, yeah. We're just... <laughs> Playing hopscotch. We literally right entered. The Bible here. <laughs> we entered into this with no notes, and we're like, yeah. the Holy Spirit's got it. Yeah. Um, but he says in Galatians five twenty two. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. And of course, the word for love that um, Paul is using here is the strongest word, agape. And what's interesting, if you look at that 
spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It's nearly identical to the list Paul gives us in 1 Corinthians 13. So by same words, I mean 13, 4 uh, through 7, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous or boastful, it is not arrogant or rude, and so on. Like that's what fruit we're promised to bear if we abide in him, which again is that same thing, like allowing him into our hearts. Come Holy Spirit, the chaos and empty void of my heart, my refusal to accept your love, my refusal to be love, all those walls I build. Despite all that, Holy Spirit, come transform me that I can be that am that you're talking about, Kara that I can do that if that I was talking about and and be this. The fruit that will be born in me is Fred is patient. Fred is kind. Fred is not jealous or boastful. is not arrogant or rude. Kara does not insist on her own way. She's not irritable or resentful. Kara does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Kara bears all things, believes all things. Fred hopes all things and endures all things. Like that's the, yeah. that's love building the church is yeah. like, that's what we're after. And that's what we have to allow God's love poured out in our hearts to do. It's definitely a legacy I would like people to leave, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. people thinking that. Gosh, there's my, here's what I want said at my funeral. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I want it to be true. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I hope it to I actually be true. Like, that don't way. just say it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I feel like that goes actually with the phrase that stood out to me, if that's okay. Um, I had two of them, and mm-hmm. it goes very much to holiness. So the first one that stood out was when, uh, let me see. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. And I think this stood out to me first because it was a little bit of a challenge for me um, because my first thought when I read I gave up childish ways was have I Mm. Um, so one my question was like I don't want to give up all of the childlike things Um, maybe childish things sure but not Mm -hmm. the childlike things and then the second was have I um, have I truly like let myself kind of let go of some of those things that because I'm not going to get into like the generational things we had a conversation we had a, pa- a panel recently where we got to talk about like where some generations are and I think some generations are at a place where we still like hang out in this childish in these childish things mm-hmm. maybe we lack resilience we lack a willingness to suffer and like we still want to be dare I say coddled man I'm mm-hmm. gonna get like <laughs> rung up by this. <laughs> but it's true I think mm-hmm. I, I think we do kind of cling to some of the childish things and so it was a challenge for my own heart like am I actually allowing God to mature me along the path not just hopefully spiritually but also just in the day-to-day life right um you know is Kara slow to anger it, am I irritable mm-hmm. like those kinds of things but then that also led me to the other phrase when it says uh it says in verse 10. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. And the way that I read that, which is why I love Lexio, because it might not be the actual context of the passage, but the way I read that was actually for my own interior life, that when the perfect comes, which is me allowing the Holy Spirit, allowing God and his love to move my heart, to let go of those childish things, to let go of sinful things, 
because when the perfect comes, that's God and that's God's will and it's his way. Then the imperfect, the the things that I struggle with in my life, those go away. And this Mm. is really at the heart of like growing in virtue. Right. And so it wasn't necessarily like a resolution in why this stood out. It was really more of a challenge of my heart. Like, have I let those childish things go? And let the perfect come in so that all of those imperfect things can go so that I can be, um, you know, patient, kind, not jealous, not boastful, all of those right. things. Because that's what I, I mean, that's what we all desire to be. We should desire mm-hmm. to be. If love is the one that renews and we get to renew with him, then we have to kind of live that way. But right. are we? Yeah. That's good, Kara. What phrase stood out to you? Am I allowed to cheat and say First Corinthians 13? <laughs> The entire passage. The entire passage. (laughs) Oh, I will say real quick. When you were reading from Galatians 5, uh, one of the last verses in what you read in Galatians 5 says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Yeah. Which I love that too, because that's the same thing as letting the perfect come. And no, you actually have to walk by God. doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Actually doing it. I think there's two that stand out to me. Love does not insist on its own way. Mm Mm-hmm. In other words, love, praise, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and means it. Love says, be it unto me according to thy word. Um, love says, you alone have the words of life. Yeah. Where else shall I go? Yeah. And so there's a there's a humility in that. There is a, a resignation to the will of God in that. And it kind of goes back to what I said, where, Lord, I've ripped, you have my heart in your hand. And at a certain point, I have to trust and know that you will not crush it. You only will bring about what is best for that heart. And so difficult things, things that frustrate us, things that irritate us, things that we don't want it to be that way, we're inclined to have that childish reaction toward those things. But love recognizes God is at work in all things for the good of those who love him. And so it stands out to me for that reason as well. I, th- I think that's, that's why that phrase stands out to me because there is a resignation that is needed in love, yeah. a trust. It fits well with resigning to God's will, thy, mm-hmm. you know, thy will be done. But also I think a lot of people struggle with just the person-to-person aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Do not insist on your own way. Like I know I struggle with that where it'd be nice if I could like control every situation and the outcome <laughs> of every situation, right? Um, Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes the day to day, like encounters with just one another, like love thy neighbor. Yeah. I I would say that that also can be a struggle because I don't know, we just let it kind of steal the peace and the joy if we don't get our way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And (laughs) I don't have a resolution to that. I think it's just true. Like just kind of reflecting on your own life as Mm -hmm. you listen. Do I do that? Right. And, and recognizing too, that a lot of this is just surrender Yeah. to live this way. Like you can't necessarily, I'm going to do this, pull my, I'm going to love this way by my bootstraps mm-hmm. because then you're back to that same place. Like if you do all these wonderful things, but have not love, some of it is a matter of just being and, and spending time with the Lord and al- inviting him in. And you can't necessarily just will it. Yeah. Like it's a cooperation. You have to allow, you will, you will it in the sense that this is what I want, mm-hmm. but God, you've got to do the work in me because right. I'm a mess. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it takes that time to let the the love build too. Like if it even means taking a break from the active part of what right. you feel called to, mm-hmm. to to heal that, right. then that can be so necessary. I actually have been like kind of going through that a little bit in that, mm-hmm. you know, God will give a call or give some kind of action or desire or something placed on my heart. And then my immediate reaction is actually to just be like, I, I desire that because you desire it for me. Now, what do I do? What do I Mm. do? And like, I kept getting so frustrated with, I don't know what to do with this or how to move forward with this. And I just felt like God was saying, uh, I just want you to rest, just rest just in it. Be. Like, yeah, receive yeah. it and just, yeah. just receive it and rest. And so it was very yeah. freeing because I was trying to make something of all of this. And he just was like, no, I need, I need you to receive this. It's been kind of beautiful to watch too. Cause like, that's what your name literally means. Yeah. Beloved one. Yeah. And so it's like, even in, co- in your name as a reminder, you just are my beloved one. Yeah. Just rest, yeah. just be you know yeah and actually yeah. see yourself that way yeah, and yeah. see yourself that way yeah yeah the the la- the other phrase that stood out to me was love never ends mm-hmm. there's no like thought on that i, f- I feel like it's an invitation something i need to pray with but it doesn't end so much of our experience of love in a human worldly sense is it ends when it's convenient yeah it ends until you don't feel tick it me anymore off. Mm-hmm. it ends until or it, it ends when you frustrate me, when you don't give me my way. It ends when you stop making me feel the way I want to feel. But not this kind of love. Yeah. This love is I will the good for you no matter the cost to me. Yeah. I will your good. It never ends. I don't know. I want to pray with that more, Kara. No, I like it. Maybe w- that's another episode of Draw Near. I don't know. Well, when you looked up the when you looked up the word that Paul's using here, it's agape, agape. which is the fullest form of love. So it's right. not even simply, you know, the love that we are aiming for never ends. It's God's love never ends. His perfect love never ends. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit, because He is the person of love, never ends. He never stops living within you and moving you. And mm-hmm. I think it's really comforting. Especially with what we were talking about, like if there's walls and we're doing the pushing, it's like, no, he's still right there. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end. Um, Hopefully you found something helpful in this Lexio discussion as we enter into Christmas season because we receive the greatest gift of love in Jesus Christ, our Savior. So please be encouraged to maybe go reflect on this reading. It's 1 Corinthians 13 and how God is speaking to you in your life and a call to a greater love.